0: This is Amanda,
1: and this is Chris, and
0: And this this is Vocal
1: Vocal Perspective. I am so excited to welcome our guest tonight. We have Miss Allie Hogger joining us. Welcome, Allie. Hi, Hi, Allie. I. So
0: why do we have Allie, Chris? Why is she here? Well, I have been a
1: fangirl of all things that Allie has done for quite a while. And back when I first met Allie, and I will throw us back there soon. And Amanda, it's funny. You know how we talk about there's always these degrees. Degrees of separation from you, and it's like way less than seven, even less than six. Oh, no. So, when I first met Ali, like officially met her, it was at the sweeps in DC in what was that?
0: 2000- 2012. Yes.
1: Yeah. Were you there too, Amanda?
0: Yes, I was. Right. I think I was a judge. I was a judge there, I think.
1: So crazy. And so, that was the year DeCapo <laughs> was the reigning, cha- they were giving it, yeah. they were, and we, and that was my first introduction to GQ. And it was pretty amazing. It officially started in July of 2011, is what I read on the Google pages when I Google them right this very minute. But my memory of GQ strongly starts in 2012, February, Mid-Atlantic, Harmony Sweeps, Epic was baby quartets as well. We had n- especially never sang on a microphone. We're like, what is this? Yeah. like I think <laughs> you and Epic were standing in the back with Tony, who now Amanda and I sing with professionally, standing around going, teach us your ways, a oh wise one, how do we use a microphone?
0: <laughs> like, like, And you know what? Judging that one was the moment when I was like, if I ever take over this show, I'm going to let barbershop groups use barbershop mics and I'm going to let contemporary groups use contemporary microphones. And that's how it's going to be. And that's how it is now.
1: And you can tell the barbershop groups who choose to use uh, handhelds have figured out how to do it. And those who haven't have the beauty of saying, I'm going to go back to what I'm used to. So anyway, that's how I met Allie. And actually, let's talk about the standings there. I think this might be the only time we have never competed against each other ever again. And I think Epic might have beaten them by one place. I don't even remember. Do you remember? I want to think that my memory is we, we got second place. Because like, we got second like twi- two years that we competed and that was it. But was that the only year you guys competed in Harmony Sweeps? Or did you come back the next year?
2: No. Well, so... So, sort of. So we competed that year and we won and went to nationals. So we got to host the. Was it that year? But
1: the, what was the year that you? Wasn't there one year that we both we both got beat by a contemporary acapella group? I don't think so. No, we I only competed they, at the one year. In, yeah, the we one got time second and won to it. you and it was
0: wicked. That's all I remember. We got second both times. I never won. Admit I never won Harmony Sweeps. I am a perpetual second placer at at Sweeps. Hey,
1: always Uh, a bridesmaid, never a bride. It it
0: is fine. Fine, fine
1: it. it is fine. It is. I now judge Harmony Sweeps, and
0: it's full circle it all works out in the end right it all so ali that's when we met you yeah. but let's back up a little bit and talk about how you got into because we heard katie mac was on the show ages ago but let's talk about how you got into acapella and barbershop and all of that
2: yeah so i went to high school at a performing arts high school i went to Patapsco high school and center for the arts and so i was you don't really have majors but like i was a vocal performance major and whatever that is i guess technically and one of the special audition groups that you could do was a barbershop quartet and you couldn't audition until sophomore year of high school and so it was like this big thing like oh I like I want to do that and so leading into sophomore year of high school around for 2004ish I auditioned and was placed as a baritone in this quartet with like a junior and another sophomore and a senior and then the following year the senior graduated and the person who did the barbershop quartet was like you're too loud you're not going to be a baritone anymore and you're going to be a lead and my heart was <laughs> broken but I started in high school and most people after high school ended just kind of went to college and didn't really do barbershop anymore but I loved it and kept singing in my chorus, and kept singing in barbershop quartets, and eventually found GQ in college, and. Did you have a little bit of quartet fame leading into GQ? A little bit of the
1: rising star. Do I remember you in the yeah, States? I, Am I correct? Yeah. Isn't there something, something, something out there? And I think even if you YouTube that stuff, it's out there. She's out there.
2: It's still there. Yeah, I was in a quartet called Whole of Harmony for like, I don't know, 10, it was like 10 years, a little less than 10 years. But we won rising star in 2008. Awesome. Very cool. So
0: tell us a little bit about GQ's journey, because I know I wasn't very tuned into Sweet Adelines, to be honest. It's probably the the organization that I know the least about. But I always knew about you guys, mostly because you you came out and you did some of the events that were more contemporary. So I got to know you. And then we actually got to know you for real when you came and did our our one-year concert series. And that was great. They were part of, Chris, they were part of the the Girl Power Month. It was you guys and Musee and probably Capital Blend. I want to say it was probably Capital Blend. But yeah, that was fun. But tell us more about GQ and what's going on there. Yeah.
2: So we met in college so Katie Mack, Katie G and Amanda were all in a vocal jazz, like a girl vocal jazz group in college. And Katie G had to do this project for her capstone project because she was in like the smart person college or like And
1: that was at at Towson. At Towson yeah. University, yeah.
2: <laughs> and so she had to do this project and the three her and Amanda and Katie Mack, she like picked them and was like, I want to sing with you and we're gonna do this thing. And they I think they like entered some jazz competition and sang Andrew's sister song or something. And I had sung with KDG in a mixed vocal jazz quartet. I don't even remember how I ended up in that. Like I was like I was a music major for a few years and then was like, oh, I don't like music theory and jumped ship and became an education major. And so (laughs) I still kind of sang in in choir because I loved our conductor. So I knew who they were, but I didn't spend a lot of time in that building. I kind of was a person that went in and like didn't really talk to anybody. But anyway, I sang with KDG in this mixed quartet and as she was singing with Katie Mack and Amanda in this other group she was like we could do more if we had another person and I sang with this girl in this vocal jazz quartet and we'd always listen back to practice recordings and get mixed up because our voices were so similar still to this
0: day to this like, day I know you and I'm
2: still like which one of them is singing that yeah. right now and we would do that to ourselves like we would listen to these recordings and learn these parts and then go back and try to remember what we sang and be like I don't remember but like I didn't sing that I'm so I don't get it so she invited me over to her house and we sang a few songs, and that was, I guess, summer of 2011. And so we were never meant to be like a barbershop quartet, we were just a quartet for college that was like something for fun. For Katie's project. And she was like, Well, try like she would arrange some stuff and like we would find some Andrews sister stuff and make it a cappella. And I was like, Well, like I sing barbershop and I have this whole binder of music that's like arranged that we can just do. And I have this song that like my other quartet's been trying to sing for the past year, and we just haven't gotten it together. And I just don't think it's ever gonna happen. And I brought them, I'm into something good, happy together, medley. And the next week they came back and they had it learned. And I was like, Oh, okay, <laughs> that was really fast. And then we started. Doing just barbershop stuff. We started with the Mid Atlantic or Harmony sweepstakes, and then we did Sing Strong one year. And then I was like, well, there's this thing called the Rising Star Contest. It's for like collegiate quartets and under 25. And when a Whole Lot of Harmony did it, we won money. And that got Katie Mack because Katie Mac's like the financial like, type A, like, oh, we need to like sustain ourselves.
1: <laughs> I can even hear her saying that in college. That'll be a great sustainability, Allie. Great.
2: Right. That's so, it really is. The- so a Katie Mac thing and then i don't like i remember like having to do a gig at some point like we got hired to sing something somewhere like early on and katie max is like well what should we charge like what do we do and i was like i don't know it's like 100 bucks 25 a person sounds like real great because we're in college i don't know <laughs> right. like 25 that,
0: sounds awesome that's amazing that's like mine sounds great. great right now but
1: yeah
2: so that was like early baby gq
1: what i think is another important aspect of gq that was hard to it's hard to put on paper, it's hard to explain even now, but when you saw it happening, it was magical. There were these four incredibly talented ladies who also just really, really liked each other, but were also brutally (laughs) honest with each other. Like you could believe in it that if anybody was going to say something to one of the other three, it had already been said by one of the other three, but they also were so bonded. And there was, I mean, I have to say I was extremely envious of anyone who can find a group to go get tattoos with. (laughs) Like that's
2: like, you've made it
1: for me. You've made it. But there's just a magic. And that transfers on stage, so I know all of our cross-platform listeners here on Vocal Perspective of Contemporary Acapella, as well as our Barbershop listeners. It's a kind of a -a once-in-a-lifetime thing, but we all find that. And I think that's just maybe the goal. I also, as a music educator, just find it so inspiring to hear that it can start when you're so young and it can stick with you and you can still be making incredible music and inspiring the same exact girls that you were, however many years that is ago, when you were saying, you're like, oh, I was a sophomore and it was like 2000
0: and blah, 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 blah.
1: I was like, I'm just going (laughs)
0: to. I'm the oldest one here, Chris. I know. (laughs) It's not
1: as bad as what we had with our previous guest. I don't feel nearly as, that was hard, but (laughs) it's beautiful. It's a real, it's magical. It's, there's no other word for it. I've been blessed to see it on stage. I've been blessed to watch it in video. I encourage anybody who's listening to go check out the plethora of media out there that GQ has done. That's another thing. Let's talk about some- And you know,
0: like just to touch on what you just said, Chris, you guys started in 2011, so you're 10 years old this year. I can't even say that I'm surprised that you guys have made it 10 years because a lot of quartets don't. Most quartets don't make it this long, but you guys are still like on this. You just get better and better, and you're like, nope, this is it. This is going to be their year. And And then it's GQ is done and you're like, no, no, it's not.
1: (laughs) They <laughs> got a new pantsuit and a new song, and we're moving on. <laughs> it's not even a pantsuit. New romper. Moving on.
0: But yes, we let's talk about the media, because I think that is one of the things that makes you guys stand out from a lot of the other barbershop quartets is the you guys got in on the video game pretty early.
2: Yeah. So let's talk about those. So I really wish my memory was better. But uh, so four years ago today, Water Fountain came out, which is kind of crazy and it was four years ago. And then I think yeah. two years before that was our first video with Tim Shell. Or Tim I still don't know how to say that word. It's all right. Hauger, <laughs> Hauger. We got this. Right. It doesn't matter. T right. I M S H E L. You can spell it. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, and I feel like, so Ben Gendrus, I think, if my memory serves me correctly, contacted us emailed us and said that he is like a video editor in holly for movies like he edits videos and he messaged us and was like i think it would be really cool if we made a music video for one of your songs like i had these ideas in my head and we are like that's crazy That's awesome like i we would have never thought to make a music video like we just kind of at that point had been standing in our college like stairwell and just recording songs which we should do that again because why not soon
1: please soon can we
2: please Sing in stairwells again soon. Get it? I mean, Amanda's pregnant now, so who knows what's gonna happen? But like right. she probably do it before she has a baby. Yeah, it's possible.
0: It's possible to keep going. I mean, it'll be, it'll be. Chris fine. and I are proof.
1: Hey, yeah. this one right here, this one, I, I won this one with a baby. She was four. I was four months pregnant when I won this crown. So that makes my heart so happy. Yep. Yeah. It's beautiful. You get to build panels into your costumes and you have such good breast support. She's a tenor, so it'll be so perfect for her.
2: It soothes my heart right? a little bit knowing that Amanda is very close to class ring and like watching them have babies and still oh, yeah. do their thing. Like women <laughs> are wonderful. I mean, look at this. This is another I mean, like I know we were
1: talking about media, but this- <laughs> Like we're, no, we're transitioning like, into this beautiful thing that women are able to continue to do. Yeah. Like-
0: yeah. Ethan, my son was two and a half weeks old. Aww. I got pregnant the first year that I was under contract with Snow Day, which is my professional group, the one that Chris sings wow. in now. And two and a half weeks after he was born, was our we started our showcase season for our second year, which was critical because we didn't get the first showcase season. So these were the first time that like all these buyers were seeing us. My sister came, Aww. she was watching my hopefully not screaming baby on the side of the stage while we I was like could barely stand up and I was like I'm gonna do it this is what I want and I'm gonna do it so you're not it's possible
1: yeah the first recording. If, if
0: Amanda needs some pep talks like I'm ready I'm here yeah. <laughs> wow the first
1: recordings of epic you can hear the breast bump in the background going like "There's recording." it's beautiful
0: back to
2: your music no much so. yeah so yeah he like basically had points or whatever and flew out and then rented equipment and like had this whole plan of what he wanted to do and he like did it all just because he enjoyed the song and like enjoyed producing it and making it and then two years later was like hey water really cool you want to do this again and we're like yes
1: please absolutely (laughs) i really feel like it took the art of a female barbershop especially to another level and ever since many many of us have been striving to make that same kind of level of art it was really really fantastic and I always look forward to everything you do live as well but you guys are you're just you're masterful the blend of your voices but your personalities are just they're just they're beautiful they're great and it's really cool that you had so many opportunities when you weren't even really looking for them you know you still again you were just four women who enjoyed making music together at the core of it that's where it's just remained right and every these opportunities just keep opening up to you but you have to keep remaining loving making the music together and that leads me to my question about you were lead most of the time in GQ and many times when you would compete we knew you would be singing lead now there seems to be a little bit of a switch I wouldn't say it's a full switch but I find you singing that coveted baritone, baritone. part you wanted when you were a little <laughs> sophomore and somebody told you you were too loud you're back baby so tell us a little bit about that and how GQ because I mean Amanda and I can talk for days about how we don't feel like you should be reined into a voice part. A song is is meant to be sung by the person who's meant to sing it. But where does that lead
2: for GQ? Yeah. So I think what kind of happened, well, it kind of happened when I started teaching. So like a year after I, my first year teaching, I had a really hard time with my voice. I teach tiny babies. Well, at that time I was teaching pre-K and then I taught kindergarten for a while. And now I'm teaching first grade, but like I teach babies who can't read and I can't just like write directions on the board and like say okay we're going to have quiet time for the next 30 minutes. Read what you're supposed to do and do what you're supposed to do. Like that doesn't happen. So I was talking all day and it was also at a point where GQ was doing a lot of gigs. Like we were just getting hired all the time, which was amazing and wonderful and confusing because we hadn't won anything or like felt like we had done anything to deserve being hired a bunch, but we just knew that it was fun and amazing and wonderful. And you're young
1: and you can say yes to everything, right? Like I don't need to sleep.
2: Right. That was our mindset too Is like i mean if we're getting hired we're gonna like we're gonna do it we can like we don't have like families yet that we like have to think about or like we're single and we can like do it right so i was teaching all week and talking all week and then singing all weekend and not having time to recover and my cords got swollen which luckily is all all that's happened but you did did you not end up with any trauma like nodes or nodules
1: nope
2: i should probably go to the ant again but it's, it's been a it's been a few years, but
1: it's, it's good to get checked. It's good to get scoped. It's not as scary as we may, as it sounds.
2: It's great. I've been twice, and the last time I went, it was still just swollen. But I like was just having a really hard time. It had really hit a peak when I moved to Florida, and it really put a damper on my relationship with the girls because a I was already away from them. I oh, I'm gonna get emotional. <laughs> We would have these gigs and my one job would be to sing. And I would go into the weekend just already being like, oh, okay, like maybe it'll be fine this weekend. And then Saturday would hit. And I think I like anxiety stressed my, my, I learned oh, yeah. really recently that I, I hold so much stress in my core. Oh, yeah. So like crazy, right? Our bodies are nuts. So we'll go into these weekends and like be so excited about them and then just be let down because I couldn't do what I was supposed to do. And we would like go through a song list and be like, "Nope, can't do that one. Not that one. Mm. And I hated being that person. I was just like, can't sing anything because my voice wasn't working. And so eventually like through a breakup and through like a bunch of self growth and through a bunch of other things, I became a better teacher and learned to talk quieter and have more patience
1: and you made some really difficult decisions i i watched you through that and you as your quartet stood behind you but you you definitely you stepped away from competing you stepped away from singing all together for a while to really give your voice the chance that it had and it's not That's easy it's, it's extremely <laughs> brave i remember my first year of teaching i went through like pre- nodules i can't imagine getting to where i was actually needed to perform i at that point i just started like signing you know but i can't imagine being where gq
2: was so yeah it was it was super scary and i remember there was a year that we had chosen not to compete because we had other opportunities to do but this year was solely we didn't compete because of me and I, i remember watching the competition from home and like having it had to have been my first panic attack because i felt so just defeated and like if I couldn't sing what was my purpose like what was I doing so you know went through that kind of scariness and worked through some some things and found a better spot in where I was teaching and how I was speaking and through all of that My voice just isn't, I just can't sing as high as I used to. My voice sits in a different spot. And so luckily we have a bass in our quartet who is loud. And a beast. A beast. Right. Who's a beast and crazy and loud and just a laser beam. Like she just points. And we have a KDG who just doesn't have a break ever. (laughs) Nope. No. Is she a man?
1: Is she a woman? We don't know. Does she have a falsetto? She might. Probably
2: not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I think it should have happened sooner, me switching to baritone, but I was still fighting for, I was, I still was like in denial that anything was wrong or that it should be switched. And eventually we like tried it, we had tried it with a few songs that I had already learned lead to and that was Disaster. Like (laughs) why? Why would you try to learn baritone after you already know lead? Like it's just an impossible situation. Chris and I did that right before (laughs) competition.
0: Because Chris was lead and I was baritone and then our coach was like, let's switch you. We qualified. We qualified.
1: (laughs) We qualified on the opposite parts, switched and learned the opposite part.
0: don't do it. It's highly not
2: recommended. It's not. Don't just don't (laughs) do it. And then eventually we got a new song and tried it that way. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is way easier when I don't already know a part. Like I can do this.
1: What's beautiful is you have such a catalog. You know, you have like 10 years of GQ or like nine years of GQ with Ali as a lead, now you can come up with nine years of, you know, and then maybe it'll be Amanda's turn. I don't know. Like, who <laughs> knows? I, I'd listen to Amanda on lead all day. All day. She could sing me the Constitution. Maybe she should sing people the
0: Constitution. That could be really so helpful.
2: She's school music teacher. She's got this. <laughs> she probably already this. has it. She probably already does.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of being an elementary school teacher, I do want to, I know you don't teach music, but I have to just make sure that everyone knows because I feel like you should make a coffee table book about. Oh, um, they are making like a book. It's coming. Student- it's coming. Yes! A student story of the day yeah, is yeah. like one of my favorite things on the internet. You probably <laughs> think I'm a stalker. Like you posted, I'm like, yay, this made my day. I look for <laughs>
1: tiny human tales all the time. I'm looking for the tiny human stories.
0: It's so so for everyone else that's not obsessed, tell us a little bit about your your tiny human
2: stories. So I love them. yeah, it, I, te- I started doing it when I taught pre-K and those kids are just crazy. Like they don't have a filter. They have no cares. They just say whatever they think. And so if it, I would like just, so that I could remember them, I started putting them on Facebook and eventually, they or like when it first started out, it was just, this is what happened today. And then eventually I started doing exact conversations with them and... Sarah Kersey, who's a barbershopper and one of my friends, was also doing them, and she teaches third grade. So it was funny to kind of see the difference. And so it was like seven years ago. Well, I started teaching seven years ago, so it wasn't seven years ago. Probably like six years ago, she was like, we should write a book. Like, we should compile all of these stories and make a book. And so we're finally going to do it this summer we're going to get together, hopefully with all the situation that's happening. But
1: I'm sitting here trying to scan through the best. I mean, it's impossible. Well, And now
0: they've just gotten even better with the kids being virtual. I mean, we now know that
1: Allie can eat nothing but chicken nuggets and be perfectly happy for the rest of her life. I mean, I think part of it is it could be a dating app for Allie. We could just let the kids basically are guiding us to all the best choices for Allie. So we have chicken nuggets, um, not talking about Being sad. I mean, Chick-fil-A. Like that person that said Chick-fil-A, I'm like, you got it covered, man.
2: You got it covered. Well, the funny part about the chicken story was that I hadn't said anything about chicken nuggets for, it was like two weeks ago that I had said (laughs) that chicken nuggets made me happy. And so when I said tickling made me angry, he was like, you should just eat chicken. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Why? He was like, you said chicken nuggets make you happy. I was like, oh my gosh, I did say that. You're right. That was like two weeks ago, but I
1: totally said that. And you know, in the end, if I've learned anything, is that we have resilient tiny humans that are being nurtured by resilient (laughs) big tiny humans because Allie is a tiny human in herself but she is a huge force to be reckoned with I've told her that I'm a fangirl and I swoon and I feel like we're on a pattern here Amanda we're bringing in all these amazing teachers who are also amazing musicians she sings Allie sings with her kids and she teaches them how to make elephant noises and I'm a professional I can do it now guys
0: (laughs) all right let's hear your elephant noise Yes!
1: Yes. <laughs> you put your lips together it. real, real tight. That was mm-hmm. really
0: good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, well, I'm fun. not gonna make it. Elephant we voice. get her <laughs> and Joanna and Tessa together. Amanda, we are gonna we're gonna be out jobs.
0: I know, right? Well, we can also just have we can make a really big, a very big quartet. What are those called? The, VBGs. The big, I don't know. VBC. Yes, I can't. Big.
1: Vbqs. I don't know. I can't. BLQs. It's a very spell. large quartet. That's the word. <laughs> don't seriously. Take, don't take my other acronyms and try to figure out what I was.
0: I, Oh my gosh. But no, because yeah, I've, I've completely forgotten how to speak English because <laughs> I sit at home and talk to my dog most of the day. <laughs> Me too. So, But yes, we should take our quartet and GQ and just make a VLQ yes, for yes. It would be really fun. VLQ. Now that you're yeah, all right. back in Baltimore, Maryland. I, from- I moved yay. home during a
1: pandemic. It was the yeah, worst. Yeah, like you, you got a all. new job where you got to learn how to do it completely different than you've ever done before in a new <laughs> place, but you came home and yeah. we're very happy to have you back here and it's great it's awesome and
0: we will link to all of their amazing things you all if you have not heard of GQ yet I mean we're just gonna like every like 10 to 15 episodes bring in another <laughs> member of GQ yeah, and sure. then maybe we'll just start bringing in fans of GQ just to talk about GQ for half there's an hour there's a lot That'd of those <laughs> what are they
1: called Allie don't they have a name I have no do they do don't GQ fans have a name I would assume you do like come on what all would right, well, be? Then we need to start one we got to make one I don't know
0: we're gonna make one then we'll take recommendations from listeners but me and Chris will. <laughs> We'll come up with a gq fan. please well.
2: do i that's interesting
0: <laughs> but anyway ali it's been g cuties <gasps>
2: that's a good one sorry,
0: sorry i was working on that <laughs> well, we've started a thing <laughs> tell the other girls we've decided what your fans are, are called now perfect we're just gonna we're gonna get our own shirts and walk around it should have the,
2: oranges the on them the cuties <gasps> oh strategically it's all placed done. Oranges. it's done
0: <laughs> I'm at this mm-hmm. level of we're laughing so I'm at hard, hard. you can't even hear script. us laugh yeah oh gosh it's done Chris and I will have shirts ready by the time this episode airs I have a cricket so but yes please go check out GQ we will have all of the links in the liner notes and we will we'll be back just loving on GQ as soon as possible again but Ali, thank you so much
2: thank you this was lovely
0: see you next Tuesday see you next Tuesday